Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to So She Is. I am so grateful to be here with you on this Thursday or whatever day you're tuning in. I am feeling so much better than earlier this week, um, which I mentioned in Tuesday's episode. If you tuned in, it was the affirmations when you're feeling like shit because at that moment I was feeling like shit. But here I am. We're back. We're ready. Guns are loaded, Q&A day, like, let's go. Um, (laughs) I'm so excited to be doing this Q&A because it's so fun to see kind of what's relevant for you guys or what is going on in your heads and what you want to know about because when when I'm planning episodes, it's either like what's just really coming up for me in that time or that week or that day or just what really has helped me. But to see what sparks your guys' interest has been so fun. And yeah, I'm just really excited to keep doing these, but also to really like hopefully help you guys today. And I have, I just have to mention something before we really jump into this episode. It is not sponsored at all. It was an Instagram ad that found me and my fiance and it is called a giant hoodie. It is exactly that. It is a giant hoodie. And Oh my god, you guys, I haven't taken it off since Tuesday. It is the softest, warmest, but most lightweight jacket I've ever put on my body. It goes about to my knees, but it's really cute and it really fun colors and the designs. I don't know. Look up giant hoodies and get yourself one. I don't feel like they were expensive at all. The sh- I-, I don't know. It feels like a game changer. It feels like a weighted blanket in comfort, but it's literally so lightweight. It's not a weighted blanket at all. It just gives you that like warm feeling inside. And yeah, so that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> like that's my current obsession is this giant hoodie situation, but I'm a hoodie girl. So what can I say? Anyways, jumping into Q&A, I am so excited to just, we're going to start off big because Go big or go home, right? We're not going to start with the little questions. We're just going to jump right into the juice, right into the meat. We're cutting the fat off and getting right to the point. All right. So first question is, how did you find your calling to quit your corporate job and start your own business? I have always wanted to start my own business. I just don't know exactly what I would want to do. And I received multiple questions kind of like this. And even just in my day-to-day life, I receive questions similar to this one of like, how do I find my calling and how do I find my purpose? And there are tons of books like uh, Discover Your Dharma by Sahara Rose or there's there are books. So if you want to go that route, there's a plethora of library available to you. Now, let's look at Like the way I'm going to answer it is not the, like, if you want to read a book, read a book. But (laughs) how I would answer this is just one step at a time. It's just so often we want to see the whole story or create the entire vision when really it just comes down to taking the inspired action as it hits you. And it's like, for example, let's go with restaurants. I don't know why that just crossed my mind. We're going to go there. And 
it's so often we're just like, well, I can't start a restaurant because everybody gets fucked over in that industry and that's a really tough industry and there's such a high fail percentage and I don't want to fail and people steal from you. So why would I even do that? Like, I get it. I get it's my dream, but why would I even put myself in that vulnerable state? And, you know, those are kind of the thoughts that come through sometimes when we think about our big dreams. And it's like, okay, so your mind is made up and everything you just listed will become your reality since you believe it to be true. And the universe is just one giant mirror. So if you want to take on those collective beliefs and you feel that belief serves you, then great, totally fine. But I challenge you to look at what, what like, what about the restaurants that are thriving? I can think of so many like non-chain restaurants that survived COVID and are thriving. What about them? Are they the exception? Are they somehow super different than you? They have access to so much more than you? Or do they just believe that their dreams are possible for them and that they were going to go against the grain of the collective beliefs and choose to bet on themselves? Okay. Sorry for that tangent on beliefs, but let's keep this restaurant vibe going. And let's say it is your dream. I want you to get clear on why it is your dream. What about a restaurant makes you, makes it your dream? Is it that you love cooking? Do you love getting people together and people having a great time as you host? And how could you bring that great feeling that you think the restaurant will bring to you in your everyday life? How could you show up in your life as a proud owner of a restaurant without physically owning one yet? And what's one way that you could give yourself the feeling associated with opening a restaurant? Because really we're only searching for the feeling. It's, it's never the tangible aspects. It's what you think will come with it. How can you show up in your current job as the person who is here to serve the guests of the restaurant and ensure everybody's having a good time? Can you show up in your nine to five with that energy? Because the restaurant's only going to highlight whatever is currently being highlighted. Yeah, you might be a little bit happier, but if you still don't believe you're worthy, the worthiness is only going to be reflected, but in restaurant form, not in nine to five form. So we need to energetically get aligned with okay, what is it that I'm searching for here? Like what, what feel, am I looking for security? Am I looking for abundance? Am I looking for hosting? Like what is going to give that energy and how can you bring that energy into your everyday life? It's literally like playing a game with this and make it fun. And like today I'm going to make everybody who I come in contact with 1% better. And then just see how your life shifts when you just approach it as anyone who comes into my auric field is leaving 1% better or they're going to have 1% of a safer feeling or a smile or anything. It doesn't play the game however the game feels good to you. But when you start to make a game, when you start to make life fun, the parts that aren't fun about life can be amplified and it'll only raise your vibration, which will in turn only raise the opportunities that come into your realm. And also on this topic, if you are like in just trying to find your passion or pursuing things and gaining self-trust and self-awareness, try new things. 
put yourself in scenarios that feel new and exciting and different. And this will help just expand your worldview and invite new energy in and introduce you to new people. And the power of saying yes to new opportunities will just open doors that you didn't even know existed. For example, when I was 100% feeling stuck in corporate America and kind of could sense the end was near, I had already begun saying yes to new things and events that made me slightly uncomfortable, but like we're full body yeses like, oh, I know this is good. Like this is going to, this is going to give me friends or something like that. But when I knew the end was near, I went even further to strengthen that neuroplasticity skill and try to adopt new skills, like, like learn again. And I started taking pole dancing classes and I decided to cook once a week because I'm not, cooking is not my thing. I don't even know why I gave the restaurant example because I'm a no-go in the kitchen. I mean, I'm pretty good at it, I'm not gonna lie. But it's because I practice. It's because I started once a week and now I'm way more, what felt so overwhelming is not overwhelming anymore. But I got into cooking and I signed up to become a, like for a training to become a silent disco facilitator. And by doing these things, it made leaving corporate America so much easier because I trusted myself in the territory of known. I know that just past that headache is this expansion, is this creation. And now I've launched a podcast and I have another business launching within the month or two. I'm a t-ball coach and I'm allowing my inner child to play with all the girls I coach and I'm just having fun because that's my life goal is to have as much fun as possible while I'm on this earth. And like, seriously, when is the last time you tried something new? Like, please actually think about it. When have you looked at your life through the eyes of a child? Like someone who's like a, like a little five-year-old who's trying every sport and going to every class just to see what they like. I mean, also to get their energy out, but there was no pressure. You didn't have to be my niece's she doesn't have she doesn't know what she's doing she doesn't care but she's showing up she's enjoying it something she likes something she doesn't like there it's not she's not worried about a college scholarship I mean she's four and when have you looked at life without the pressure of the outcome why do you need to know how successful or unsuccessful or what's going to happen with the business instead of just starting it instead of just having fun with it, or just having fun with life. Not everything has to be so serious. And that's my challenge for you, is to entertain your inner five-year-old when nothing mattered, literally nothing. And another, like one of my last pieces of advice for this topic that I used on my journey to get where I'm going and how I got here today is asking myself the questions of, if, it, if money wasn't an object, and if, if I'm a billionaire, if you're a billionaire, and you did not have to work for money, what would you do for, with your days? What would you do that you enjoy so much, it wouldn't matter if you were paid or not? And this is the type of question that you have to allow the answer to come with time, and don't feel like you have to answer this right now. And don't rush the answer to this right now, because then it's not even the right answer. And this is when trying new things and exploring new territories and really opening and expanding your mind past 
the like little road you see for yourself just going up to infinity and beyond like good old Buzz Lightyear what would I do and exploring in that realm will just open you in so many ways but so often we limit ourselves by money or or the security or the safety but if we're if we were just having fun and we were just a billionaire and so often billionaires actually work harder than people that are making money because they give a shit about it because they want to be doing it. And if you wanted to be doing something, what would it be? And then go back to how can you bring that into your everyday and then how can you make it your life? And yeah, so that's all I have on this question and on to the next. I received a question in the question box about human design and to be just so honest, I am not certified in human design and I don't know a ton. I mean, selfishly, I only know what myself and my fiance and a few people around me are. But the only chart I feel like I'm sort of confident in is my own. And that's a strong sorta. Like, I, I, there's like so much depth to human design and I may get certified, but who knows? Uh, I will tag some amazing accounts in the description box below. Um, but I know like myhumandesign.com, I think is where I got my chart. There's a couple others. Um, again, it's not my strong suit, so I don't really feel qualified to talk about it in any way. But another thing that was a question or just like a suggestion was vision boards. And Vision boards is something that I am into. I think they are just a tool like anything else. Um, How I do it is I put my dream stuff on there. And like human design, I just mentioned, I am a specific manifester. So I do put like half of my vision board has already came to life and is nearly identical to what's on my vision board. So in human design, there's like specific, non-specific. I thought I was non-specific. Turns out I'm specific. But then I look at my vision board and I see, oh shit. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Even though even though I feel like my vision board's filled with big picture ideas, I can just see it's actually just coming to life exactly how I put it on there. And I um, think it's very important to have things you've already manifested on there so you can look at it with tangible proof and not just as these big dreams that can feel unattainable. So Let's say you want to get engaged. Well, I think you should put your a picture of your hand with your ring on it on the board or um, just things like that that you've already brought into your life. So you, your subconscious mind can see it as proof. There is visual proof of it working for you and um, instead of just these out-of-pocket big dreams that feel like, well, not us. Um, And I do like having a physical one. I think it's kind of fun. I think mine's beautiful and it's fun to have and look at. But I also have one as my lock screen that's like a much more chill. And the main thing about vision boards is that they have to feel good. If they don't feel good or if it makes you feel anxious looking at them, I would readjust because of course you want to stretch yourself, but you don't want so much of it like it to feel like so much of a stretch that it's almost paralyzing or discouraging because I know I've made some and then I'm like oh my god my heart is actually like palpitate like I'm a little bit anxious about this like this and it wasn't that it felt too good it was almost like just chaotic and um yeah 
So just make sure it feels good. And I actually would be so down to do like a vision board, like a free little workshop or like make a little mini course or something that could just help guide you on like, because I do like a meditation and then I like really get clear on what I want and then I find the pictures and then I make it beautiful. And if you guys would want access to that, like let me know and I will totally whip something together because it is something I care about. And kind of like affirmations, I think vision boards get this rep of being like, oh, woo, woo, woo. But like to them, I say, fuck off. Like whatever feels good to you, feels good to you. And if vision boards feel terrible to you, let the, let it go. Let it go. Ignore this part. We're moving on to the next question anyways. Next question. How do I know if it is my ego or my higher self communicating with me? I love, 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 love this question. And if you're not familiar with ego or higher self, it's basically asking, is this my fear or my intuition uh, communicating with me? And with questions like this, I think it depends on the context are of how and when you are asking if it's your ego or higher self communicating with you are you crossing the street or are you asking your boss for a raise because it's all about tapping into the energy behind the uh, emotion and your higher self will always and for those who maybe aren't familiar with higher self it think of like just think of this massive expansive version of you like you could picture it godlike of just the the end all be all you on every dimension. It's just take it's just this angel figure. I always see like a bunch of white light. And like you're like the pinky on your higher self. <laughs> like it is just all knowing, all being, all embodying, and just always is here to like guardian angels, like here to steer you on the right path. And is your intuition shows up in different ways. And you, your conscious being is like the pinky of the body of your higher self, okay? So your higher self will always be cool, calm, collected, even if it is warning you about something that isn't for your highest good. So like an example is it's a random Tuesday and an internal voice or just an internal knowing or a thought crosses your mind like, hey girl, time to ask for a raise or hey, Remember that raise? Like, I think it's time you ask for it. All right, schedule a time with your boss to ask a raise. So yeah, that was just boop, solid, easy, breezy. Like saying it's time, but no panic, no nothing. Where the ego will be very frantic and all of a sudden and dramatic and panicky and random and chaotic. And it'll probably create a visceral reaction in the body like heat or sweat an elevated heart rate and it happens when there's a threat to your safety, even if even if it's for the highest good of all, like asking for a raise. Like there's only benefit that can come from that, but it feels like this threat to your safety. So an example, let's say you listen to your intuitive hit and you're like, okay, I am going to ask for a raise. You schedule the meeting and then five minutes prior, it all of a sudden, it doesn't feel right. Maybe I shouldn't do this. No, 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 no. This is stupid. That was stupid of me to ask because they'll probably say no. And then if they say no, how embarrassing. I wouldn't want to work here. I'm fine. I'm literally fine. I, I love the amount I make. Like I don't even need the raise. That random hit that came out of nowhere, that was chaotic and anxious is how you know that it's coming from a place of ego and not higher self. 
And just as a fun side note, let's say you go in and you ask for the raise through through the nerves and the panic and all that, but you do it. Well, the good news is the next time you step into something scary like that, it'll be easier because of a fun thing called the neuroplasticity, the neuroplasticity of reprogramming. And just like I mentioned prior in like trying new things or stepping into uncomfortable places, like your brain will expand and can regrow uh, like neuropathways that make these things way easier every time you do it. And you're just reprogramming your subconscious mind every time you step into something that's a little bit scarier. And I'm pretty passionate about the ego and higher self. And I love to learn as much as possible as I can about both of them. Um, So just another way that you can tap into the feeling um, in the moment, if you're a little bit confused, if it doesn't feel as clear, if it's panicky or not, is simply asking yourself, is this coming from a place of fear or is this coming from a place of love? Because even if your higher self warns you about something, it'll come from a place of loving energy versus panic. Ah, Like, hey, I think you should schedule a doctor's appointment versus, oh my God, I have this thing on my back and I think I have to go to the doctor. Right? Right. (laughs) Okay, on to the next question. I actually got multiple questions about rituals and I believe the people that were asking were asking for individual type of rituals, not really group ones, which group ones are super powerful, super cool, but we can talk about those another day and, or maybe we could all practice one together someday at Associates Retreat and that is not what... (laughs) my business venture that I've been hinting at is, but it's just something that came out of my mouth. So I'm rolling with it. And I think hosting a retreat would be super freaking cool, but not currently in the plans, but stay tuned. (laughs) Back to individual rituals. I believe everything can be a ritual. Your life should be treated as such because you are a walking miracle. (laughs) You are a walking altar, like, the word rituals can feel so woo or something that's that will connect you to the cosmic forces outside of yourself. But I am here to remind you that you are the universe in human form. There is quite literally nothing outside of yourself. Even when you're in like a deep hypnosis or a psychedelic state or trance, you are gaining access to all the information that is within you and moving through you it's not anything outside of yourself like the ability to tap into those places or receive that information is all coming from within you and it's kind of a big topic to think about and to try and grasp and can feel a little bit existentially but that's not the point it's just the point is to remember like you are the universe in human form God is within me, God is with you, and by God, I mean the universe, I mean whatever you resonate with, that's that powerful force. There is nothing outside of yourself. And so you, my friend, should treat yourself as as the daily ritual. But sometimes, I know very well, that life can pull you in directions where you lose connection to that, where you lose sight of yourself being the powerful creator of your life. So with that said, 
some rituals that bring me back to myself and realign me with my inner power and my guides and my life force energy is to literally turn off my phone. (laughs) It is so simple. But if you want to start getting access to anything that is beyond your current forefront of your mind, you need to not only quiet the noise like in meditation or whatever, like that common phrase to quiet your mind and like quiet all the noise in your head, but by having your little device on, that is so much freaking noise. That is noise of almost every human in the planet having access to your brain. So literally turn off your phone for whatever amount of time you can during the day. Not like have it off. Like I'm off the grid. Like I love social media. I love it all. I'm equally guilty to scrolling, but to give yourself the honor of having alone time is something I highly suggest. I am also the hugest bath girl in the world. Baths are sacred to me. And it's not always, but like if I'm going to make it something that means something to me, like no phone, no books, I will just have like essential oils, maybe some salt and some herbs. And if I have like rose petals or any like flowers, I'll throw those in there and feeling that I'll feel the warm water, touch every part of my skin and the luxury it is to be in my body. And I'll probably light some candles and have the lights off. And it's so simple and it's something I could do every single night if I wanted to, truthfully. Like, I have a bath. I know not everybody has a bath, so this might not resonate with everybody, but sometimes it's in those moments of the bath I get my biggest breakthroughs just because it's me and me with nowhere to go and I'm so comfortable and I love the way it feels and I would highly suggest it to anyone who has access to a bath. I also turn my phone off or I turn my phone on airplane mode at least 10 minutes before I go to bed and I sleep with it on airplane mode and that feels like a ritual to me in itself. Um, I don't know. There's so much things out there like 5G or whatever. I don't know. All that things like I don't really even want to know. Um, I'd rather just don't ask, don't, like just just turn away from all that that ickiness that they talk about, especially like in the Los Angeles area. Um, but I would love to turn my whole Wi-Fi off when I slept, like just unplug it from the wall, but my partner really has to have her phone on. Therefore, I just make sure the most I can do is turn mine on airplane mode or turn it off completely. And that works for me. And I suggest you doing the same at least 10 minutes before bed, because then you give yourself some time to like, an hour would be ideal though. I also do cord cutting before bed um, and that's more of like a shorter version and it's kind of this like light trance I go into and then, um, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to say it over, it won't make sense, but I could also totally provide some cord cutting meditations for like longer versions. Like if you want to go into like a deeper, like 30 minute meditation, maybe during the day, but I also have some before bed, end of day, shorter cord cutting meditations that I could record and provide for you guys. If that's something of interest, it is game changer. It really disconnects you from all that you pick up on the day, all the core energetic cords. It's a way to allow the energy that cannot be created nor destroyed, but to be disintegrate into a place outside of yourself. 
Um, there's also something called Let It Out Journaling. I recently posted a reel on the Socias underscore podcast Instagram, and it is like writing through a stream of consciousness, and you basically set a timer for 10 minutes and then just write. Just write without thinking. Just write it all out. And sometimes I literally start like, this is so stupid. What am I going to write about? Like, And then it turns into, oh my fucking God, you have no idea. The way she looked at me, that pissed me off. And, and then it could turn into like, oh, I have this idea. Like, I think I'm going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And you just let it out. And when the timer goes off, you instantly just stop writing, rip up the piece of paper, burn it if you have access and a safe space to do so. And then with no intention of ever going back to it, it's just releasing anything that needs to be released. And this ritual feels so good to do, especially if you have a heavy day. And whatever, you might be like, oh, well, what if I want to reread it? What if something came to mind? Anything that's important, you will remember. So just release it, let it go. And if an idea or some inspiration sparked during it, I guarantee it'll stick. Um, And then lastly, one of my favorite rituals is breath work. And it is like my absolute favorite thing to do. I plan on becoming certified this year in it and like on how to facilitate it. Um, It's just... I do the three breaths. I forgot the real name, but it's like a belly chest exhale. There's so many different types of breath work, but you can Google breath work and there are free, amazing free classes on YouTube. It is a wild and trippy and massively healing practice. I literally cry every time. It's just so freeing. Um, I'll probably do some after this podcast. Now that I've talked about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do some breath work today. Um, but yeah, it is uh, 10 out of 10 and I can't wait to be certified so that I could provide some for you guys. But until then, YouTube, Revelation Breathwork, um, those are really my two places. But Revelation Breathwork is a membership, but you can look them up on Instagram just to get a little hint of what they do. They do it a little different than YouTube, but yeah, 10 out of 10. Our next question is all about weddings and that makes me so excited because I'm so excited for my wedding and I feel like I haven't shared that much about it. There's no reason why or why not. I think I just haven't, but I'm so excited. New Year's Eve 2022. Woo! Stay tuned. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on it. Anyways, so excited to answer this. How do you make your wedding personal? I want to stay true to tradition since it's what I've thought about since I was little, but I also want to stay true to my relationship. And I love this question. I think this question is relevant for more than just weddings, but in regards to weddings, I think my answer might be slightly different um, because I, I never thought I would get married, but here we are. And I didn't ever have the big fantasies as a kid or the Pinterest board of ideas since whenever Pinterest came out. Truthfully, I just thought I'd marry myself in a designer gown and um, I mean, things change. So it's possible for me, it's possible for you. But my journey is completely different than yours in that sense. But I do still believe I can answer this question with how I've gone about wedding planning thus far. And also just the worlds of energetics and reframing and kind of the deeper layers to this question that go beyond weddings. Um, So I think it's just very important to get clear on what's actually important to you 
and your fiance, both in the world of tradition and in your relationship. And let's say, let's say to anyone that's still here with us that doesn't resonate with wedding, you can think of your job or what, anytime you feel at a fork in a road of this or that, I just want you to encourage to write, I want to encourage you to write both of these, like both lists out so you can see and not just think in your head like, okay, what do I actually give a shit about? And then once you see what's truly valuable to you, I think you can make decisions from there. Like I just had this idea come in and I I know this couple, so I feel like this is a real suggestion, but let's say you um, want to do the garter toss. I think that's what it's called. Like the thing that's around your leg and then they crawl under and they grab it and then they throw it, whatever. Well, that since that is, it's something that's like not seen until, until it's out. It's always under your dress. And what if there was a way to personalize it in a way that honored your relationship while it's still being a traditional thing that happens at weddings? Like, let's say, what if it was SpongeBob SquarePants themed? I'm sure it's available on Etsy, but no one would know that until the actual garter toss. And then it's this fun secret that is so genuine and true to your relationship that in no way affects the wedding, but it it's still doing the traditional act. If you were thinking of doing that, I know not everybody does a garter toss, but you know, there's just those little ways of like, t- of mixing both in together. Um, it's also something else I did while even visiting, before I did anything else, I did this, is I wrote out my perfect wedding day. Like if I could have every single thing that day, like what it would look like, what it'd feel like hour by hour. And just once I was done with that list or like walking through my day, none of it was the outside stuff. Like none of the outside stuff was on that paper. I didn't write about a color scheme or the type of chairs or the flowers. I literally wrote like, wow, the venue feels so spacious, so comfortable. Like everybody has a smile on their face. Like I am so happy. I feel so at ease. And everything was on emotional base. And that surprised me because I thought I would care a lot more because I'm so into the dramatics. Like I want this to be like an event, my wedding. But turns out at the end of the day, I really just want to feel really good. And I want everyone around me to feel very good. And I want everything to feel at ease and peaceful. Um, And so that might also provide insight just to like what you care about because right now you have like all these ideas and what matters what doesn't matter but like at the end of the day if you can get the truth of what matters to you like to me how I feel how I look how I like how the venue feels the spaciousness the comfort that's top priority anything else is second to it and when you can get like that top priority of what matters and maybe there are some things that are not energetics that are physical tangible things that are non-negotiables that's great because then you have something to go off of um and lastly I would just sit with the traditional things and see if they're things that you feel you should be doing as should with quotes like be doing or if the traditional things are things you actually want to do because there's literally no rules at a wedding and it's entirely yours to create which is the most exciting part about the wedding um but so often like in life we get paralyzed by the shoulds or so just ask yourself according to who like is this something that would make me and my inner child ecstatic 
Or is it something that I don't really want, but I feel like I should do it because it would make someone else happy and because they did it, blah, 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 blah. Like, is that what I'm just supposed to do and think? Because um, this is supposed to be the most a magical event and you should make it feel as such and have fun and get creative. And instead of seeing things as separate, allow there to be room for both traditional and unique to coexist because we live in a world of colors, even though it's so easy to feel like it's black and white, like like that garter toss or there, if there was something on the cake or if you had like a separate cake, two cakes or like something, um, there's so many ways. And I, if you want, my creative juices are flowing. So you could just text me if you ask me this question or if you're anyone who has similar questions because I love thinking outside the box. I love giving color to the black, white or gray scenarios. And I believe in infinite possibilities. So I know for you, there's so many options and so many ways to make it feel good for you. Even if you have some of those shoulds, like let's say your mom or dad want you to do certain things or your fiance's parents want you to do certain things. There are still ways to find joy and creativity in all of it. And yeah, I hope that helped. All right, we're at our last question of the day. If I didn't get to yours, we will be doing another Q&A soon. And if you have questions come through, you're always welcome to ask in my DMs or anything. But all right, jumping into the last question. Am I really growing at work or do I just love my coworkers? Is it time for a change? Well, since I have no background to anything other than what I just read, I am going to answer this to the best of my ability, like keeping in mind there might be some details missing. Um, but all right. I think just by you asking that question and having the awareness to ask and the want to ask says a lot more than any answer I could ever provide you with. It sounds like you know it's time for a change, but you do love your coworkers, which is an amazing, incredible thing. So first I would just say, is there a way that you can step into a new role at your current place so you can keep that environment and coworkers you really like? Um, like, could you meet with your boss and share what you're feeling and share that you are looking for growth and that you want more responsibility and you want to step into a new role and you're really happy here, but you're just craving more because that action of you anointing yourself alone is a massive statement to the universe um, that just says yes and more please. Like I am ready, universe. I am ready energetically. I deserve more. I am worthy of more. And that just that momentum alone is massive on an energetic level. And so I think if it's possible to have a communicate like a conversation with your boss like that, like you'd be surprised by the things that the doors that would open that you would not even see were potential doors. That may be with your current company or it may be with a different company altogether or just in a different way of life. Um and truthfully, I, I mean, coming from corporate America and liking my coworkers, I think it's amazing that you love your coworkers. And it just, that that alone adds so much to the quality of life. Like, I'm never going to just sit here and be like, yep, jump ship because you're unsatisfied, especially when I don't have the full story of what's going on. But it does sound like your soul is just craving more. So going back to some of my previous answers, 
Have you tried expanding yourself in ways outside of work to find fulfillment and expansion and growth in other ways or just trying a new skill or taking a class? Or does it feel like you have hit a ceiling where there's no more opportunity for financial or responsible responsibility growth available to you um, that you can take on at your current position? And like, have you had that conversation with your boss and he shuts you down or things like that? And I think getting clear on what specific growth you're looking for and exploring options outside of leaving your job, if your job makes you happy, is the way to go. Because it could just be that you haven't tried something new in a long time. And now you're sitting here like, well, work is what I do every day. Maybe I should change work. When really, maybe just finding a hobby, as simple as it sounds, might heal some of that turmoil that's within you or um, that that unsatisfaction you're feeling. I think trying new things is always a fun way to step out of your comfort zone and step into the new way of being that you're seeking to be. And if you have any more questions or you want to provide more details, you can absolutely DM me and I'd love to dive, dive deeper with you on this. But I think from the surface level question, that's the surface level answer I can give to the best of my ability. Um, but yeah, I'd love to talk further with you on this. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much to everybody who submitted a question. If I did not get to your question this time, I promise you will be first on the list next time. And if you ever have questions come up, just send them in a DM. I'll take a screenshot and add them to the pile for the next time we do a Q&A. I really love this type of episode and I really love serving my audience directly. I will always be open to taking requests on certain topics if something's stuck today and you want to know more. I just am here and so excited and willing to share. I love you. I love you. I love you. Have an amazing, safe, and incredible weekend. I will see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to a friend, tag us on Instagram at, at so she is underscore podcast and leave a five-star review so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone who it needs to reach. Thanks so much and we'll see you in the next episode.